Hello, sharks. My name is Sedwick Edgefield, and I'm seeking $4 million for 5% of my company, and my product is the networker. The networker is an automated, autonomous, cybernetic, robotic, humanoid um, thingamajig that goes out and does all your networking for you. Sedwick, it's a dog. What the f***? I'm out. Listen, Sedwick, you seem like a nice guy, and I really appreciate your entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, Robert, you've always wanted to clone yourself, right? Think of how much you can get done with the networker. I'm out. Take it out to the back and shoot it. Wait, hear me out. You're dead to me. Come on, guys. Your valuation is insane. As are you. Uh, Who's left? Uh, Just one shark? Listen, Sedwick, there are heroes and there are zeros. And this, my friend, is a zero. Uh, But, but... Sedwick, honey... Honey, baby, you have to understand, the one thing about networking is that you have to go out and do it yourself, face-to-face, in person. But, 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 I'm sorry, but, but, but I'm out. Today's episode is all about networking and how to do the damn thing. Testing. Testing. Check. Design Your Decade, an interactive podcast for the modern professional. Welcome to your journey to the C-suite. Welcome to Episode 5 of the DYD Podcast, your mini masterclass in career-building greatness. You have reached the fifth pillar of success. I'm Roseanne Santos, bilingual keynote speaker, certified Gallup Strengths coach, and executive trainer. And I'm Rio Rocket, motivational speaker, marketing and brand strategist, actor, entrepreneur. This episode is all about networking, networking, networking. networking. When it comes to networking, I am like a broken record. It is the most important thing you can do to build your career. Did you know that over 70% of people moving into new positions knew someone at that company? The rates are even higher for people in C-suites. 92% of C-suite employees already had a connection at the new company they were going to join the C-suite for. That is networking, 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 a broken record. This episode is all about becoming a better networker. It's not just for extroverts or social butterflies or smooth talkers. You can become a master networker even if you're an introvert. Learn how to choose the right platform online group, or networking opportunity that suits your personality. Build the action habit with your networking and put quality networking to practice. What's the difference between people who love to network and those who hate it? Is it the extrovert or the introvert? Is it about being uber confident versus insecure or socially awkward? The reason for these five pillars is that they work together to get you where you want to go. What do I mean by that? With executive presence and authenticity, you can rock out any networking event. Because you are adaptable and passionate, it doesn't matter if the networking is in person or virtual. You see how I did that? Many people, especially women, are uncomfortable with self-promotion. But successful professionals know that staying quiet about their accomplishments may mean you will be overlooked. So how do we get all of this done in a networking setting? Let's talk about the best platform for professional networking, LinkedIn. 
Stop hiding on LinkedIn and start promoting yourself. Otherwise, what's the point of opening an account in the first place? Today, LinkedIn is not just for people looking for a job. Sometimes your next opportunity finds you. I have a very good friend who was the president and CEO of a very large hospital system here in New York City. She was not looking for a job. She had a very prestigious title. She had a great salary and she was in her hometown. She was headhunted via LinkedIn. They found her. And had she not made the decision to network with the recruiter, she would not have gotten the amazing opportunity that doubled her salary and brought her out to the West Coast in a very similar position in a hospital out in California. So LinkedIn is a really great place for you to start. It can happen at any level. I myself have been recruited via LinkedIn. Why is LinkedIn so important? It has evolved tremendously since it started in 2003. It used to be, as I mentioned before, a place to look for a job. But now jobs could potentially be looking for you as long as your profile has executive presence. It can be used as a tool for personal branding. You can utilize multimedia to really tell your story. It can actually help you promote the company you currently work for, which can mean a raise or a promotion. I was listening to Finding Brave, and she had an episode about engagement, retention, and what makes candidates and companies attractive on LinkedIn. One of the interesting things about LinkedIn is you can learn a lot about the leader of the company that you're interested in working for. You also need to think about trimming the unimportant stuff or the stuff that isn't relevant to who you are and how you want to move forward. What exactly is your purpose? What are your values? What's in your resume is not enough. Those are facts. Those are job descriptions. You really want to show what's important to you and what helps you connect on a human level. This is why LinkedIn adds so much value. It's a supplement to your resume. It's not a duplicate of your resume. You can just upload your resume on LinkedIn. You do not want to repeat exactly what's in there. Talk about yourself without a title, without a company. Who are you without those things? Why do people love to be around you? In previous episodes, we talked about the importance of what it is that people come to you for. You want to highlight those things on LinkedIn. And don't be afraid to be different. By the way, little LinkedIn tidbit, women outnumber men on all social media platforms except LinkedIn. Ladies, you better step up your networking game. So make sure that you're putting yourselves out there. In other episodes, we've also talked about authenticity. You can be authentic on LinkedIn. Make sure to do that. You want to differentiate yourself. I just talked about showing others what makes you different, what makes you unique. What do you bring to the table that no one else does? And finally, you want to be compelling. Likeability is important, not just your credentials. Networking is a social skill. It takes people skills and a certain level of presence. Networking is a subject that can either be summarized in five minutes or expanded into a five-hour masterclass covering every component. For the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to do a networking blitz that summarizes and expands on it at the same time. It will only take a few minutes to absorb, but a lifetime to master because it's always changing. Roseanne gave you a nice serving of some of the technical aspects of networking. So what I'll get into will be strictly mindset. But first. You know what that sound means? It's time for our top five. Top five tips to instantly enhance your LinkedIn. Update your photo and your headshot. It's 2020, guys. No more selfies. Update your headline. 
It's those words just underneath the headshot. Don't put your job title. Put something catchy that really describes what your essence is. Master communicator, marketing guru, something interesting. Description. By now, you should have a nice short bio or description of what you do best, your strengths, and how to get in contact with you. Current role. Remember to keep your LinkedIn profile current. Just like your resume, you never know when you're going to get tapped and you have to have all of that information up to date. Endorsements. And recommendations. Give an endorsement to receive an endorsement. Everyone needs a good recommendation. The most powerful form of marketing out there. Word of mouth. You want to ask your supervisor, your colleague, or someone you provided a service for to provide you with a recommendation on LinkedIn. And now it's time for our networking blitz. Here I convey to you the mindset behind networking. And the first rule is to know your value and to share it with others. Get people to know you, like you, and trust you. Be powerful. Lead with your strengths. Say powerful things to yourself and walk into rooms with that energy. Be a storyteller. Speak about your accomplishments, your experiences, your hopes, your aspirations, and your dreams. Be trusted and believable. Be your own brand and speak on things in which you have experience, expertise, and wisdom. And people will want to come along with you on your journey. If you're good enough, they'll want to leave the room with you. Secondly, be inspired. Improve your mental dialogue. Develop your communication skills. Learn to read the room and surround yourself with other great communicators. Use your entire physical body, head to toe. Use it as a tool. Feel it inside and move with it. Emotion is an energy created by motion. And if you're not feeling it, then just move. Motion creates emotion. When someone asks you a question, express how you feel about it. Do things in the world. Play instruments. Learn a craft. Play for a team. Walk every day. Learn a new language. That's how you develop yourself internally and externally. And now you're a whole person. And that presence everyone wants to network with. Finally, make exciting introductions. Introduce people to other people who you feel may make a good fit. They'll remember that and do the same for you. That instantly builds rapport and it leaves a good impression. Be the connection between people. You don't have to be the life of the party. You just have to bring the party together. Introduce yourself with smiles, be sincere, genuine, and lead with compliments. This is called leading with a strong sense of value. People notice and they'll want to get to know you, work with you, and introduce you to others. And that's a subject in itself. Building rapport. It's the ability to connect. People like to connect with other people that they feel similarities with. Or they see something in you that mirrors their qualities. Something about you resonates with them. So communicate with powerful questions and give strong, engaging answers. Learn to ask even better questions and learn to deliver even more rich and detailed answers. This will build your influence, your network, and your rapport with people. Your network is equity and momentum. You build relationships, you increase your equity, and you increase your capital. And what glues it together is your passion and your authenticity. Transfer that energy into every room that you walk into and you'll walk out with a network at least twice the size you walked in. Let's talk a little bit about virtual networking. It doesn't replace in-person networking, but with today's reality of a pandemic, and even after that, the global nature of our world economy, virtual networking is required. Consider it a new skill set. 
Necessity is the mother of invention and disruption in the economy creates the need for adaptability and innovation. Resistance to change and adaptability is a recipe for disaster and failure. You have to redefine yourself. You have to redefine your audience and you have to redefine your vision. Will we ever network in person again? We will. But the likelihood is that we will probably have both options available to us. Virtual networking can really, really be a great option for those of us who are more introverted. There are options to have one-on-one conversations online. You no longer have the ease and comfort of going to a coffee shop. But an online Zoom call or a breakout room in a larger session really does provide the same level of intimacy as a coffee meetup. You're still not feeling it? Here's three things to get you moving. The first and most important is you have to put yourself out there. Even if it's just a one-on-one conversation, you have to make that first move to meet the person you want to network with. If you don't do this, who is going to know that you even exist? A second thing you can do to get yourself moving forward, in today's day and age, sometimes your first impression is not in person. It's actually in LinkedIn. What does that page say about you? And for that matter, what do your other public social media platforms say about you? Think about it, take an audit, and start making those pages part of your positive reputation. Have you ever Googled yourself? I recommend you do that too. And finally, Just like we said at the top of this podcast, network, 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 I want to up the ante and say, be yourself, be yourself, be yourself. Embrace your quirks. Don't hide the things that make you different or even weird. No one can be you like you. And trust me, that is a very attractive quality. Well said. And that wraps this episode on networking. And there are your five pillars. Health tip of the day. Food expiration dates you should follow. At what point does fresh become not so fresh? And when is the right time to throw something out? Food manufacturers tend to be rather conservative with expiration dates. So let's start with the things you don't have to worry about. Vinegar, honey, vanilla, sugar, salt, corn syrup, molasses will last virtually forever with little change in quality. Regular steel cut or rolled oats last for a little more than a year before they start to go rancid. Refined white rice, for example, will last for years, while brown rice only lasts for months. Dried beans and lentils, they're safe to eat for years after you buy them, but they become tougher and longer to cook as time goes on. Spices last indefinitely. What about canned and jarred goods? As a rule, metal lasts longer than glass, which lasts longer than plastic. As long as there's no external sign of spoilage or visible spoilage when you open it, your canned fruits, your vegetables and meats remain delicious and palatable as the day you brought them. The little button on top of jarred goods will bulge if there's a significant bacterial action inside the jar. So depending on the storage, that could be a year or a decade. It varies. Cans of soda will keep their fizz for years and glass bottles up to a year. Plastic bottles only for a few months. Salad dressings will last over a year in the fridge, especially if they come in bottles with narrow squeeze openings. Mustard lasts forever. Ketchup will start to turn color as the year approaches, but still remains palatable. Now, contrary to popular belief, mayonnaise, especially when it doesn't contain fresh ingredients like lemon juice or garlic, has an exceptionally long shelf life. They used to say last one is a rotten egg, but have you ever smelled one in your fridge? That's because it takes a long time for eggs to go bad, up to 60 days. And finally, oils stored in sealed cans are nearly indestructible. 
Email us for one-on-one coaching at coaching at designyourdecade.io or anything podcast related at podcast at designyourdecade.io. And we'd love for you to rate our podcast, subscribe and share on your favorite podcasting platform. Networking, networking, networking. networking.